Hey y'all, hey, welcome to People vs. People PvP with Vivi. Um, today I'm very excited. I have my what I well, I call him work boyfriend. Um, but actually we didn't meet at work. Uh the first time we met was at a church function. My brother invited him. And I was like, ooh, who is that? <laughs> I was very like, mm, okay. But um, he's my work boyfriend, which just means when we're on the clock, uh, he's my boyfriend, and when we're off the clock, um, he's free to do whatever he wants, right? Yeah. So uh, thank you for being here. I'm super excited. As you can tell, I've been talking about this for quite some time. And um, we've actually talked a little bit while we've been at work, uh, some of your experience with the church and church hurt. So I just wanted to start off with saying, where, what were you raised as? Like, I was raised Catholic. I was raised Catholic as well, yes. Yeah, yeah okay. Mm -hmm. So, like, when did you, like, I guess, I guess at what age, I guess is the best question to ask, uh, did you kind of, like, stray away from Catholicism? Uh, I think it was probably, like, 13, 13 or 14, um, when I started going to a Christian church that um, one of a family friend invited me to, and I think at, it was like during Thanksgiving because we were like watching like Charlie Brown's Thanksgiving or something. And uh, I came to the church and I really liked it because it was very different from the Catholic church. Um, but I didn't really get start. I didn't really start getting involved until like a, a, a bit later when I started actually going to like vacation Bible school. That's when it like they got me. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, because it was like it was really fun. I think it was like more personal then, um, you know, the Catholic Church, you just kind of like preach. Yeah. Well, the preacher preaches and you just listen and, you know, there's kids <laughs> crying everywhere because yes. it's boring. <laughs> but um, I think, uh, yeah, with the Christian Church, I think, uh, you know, they took the kids aside. They took them to the nursery. Like you get like, you know, just the adults there is like quiet. Like you pay more attention and you can actually have a Bible and read from it more than like the Catholic Church. You just have to listen and just you know, look at the preacher and be like, okay, well, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> yeah. Did, um, did you personally, when, when you left the Catholic church, I guess, you know, kind of straight away, did your family or like your parents have anything to say about that? Like, did anybody in your life, they were kind of like, mm. well, not at the beginning because they, at first I thought it was just going to be a phase. <laughs> like everything <laughs> like everything in my life but um they were like okay well yeah i mean they've seen that you know i was just having fun and like you know just you know going to uh, meet different type of friends and like you know be involved in different and like my uncle was not catholic so they were already like kind of familiar with like having someone in our family not being like the same Re uh, religion that they were so they were like okay well you know that's fine or whatever but it wasn't until I started getting more involved and where I actually started like being vocal about my beliefs um I remember telling my dad like giving him I used to be a very devout um follower of Virgin Mary um and for the Catholic Church for the Catholic Church okay. yeah and when I gave my father like like all my Virgin Mary stuff. And I told them that I did no longer believed in her that like, that's when it kind of became very apparent that I was like, you know, right. And can you explain like the importance to the Catholic church for those that don't know, um, why, why like Mary is such a big deal for them? Well, um, yes, she is the mother of Jesus. Um, and there's really like for Catholicism, they, they see her more as like a, um, uh, more than just the woman who brought Jesus into the world, because, you know, 
since she was a virgin and you know um brought you know the savior of the world like they put her in a higher kind of position to and they see her more as the the in between between you and god whereas the christian church believes that there is no in between between you and god like you know there's no interceding you know and virgin the virgin mary is kind of like that for a lot of catholics and um in many ways she is you know worship just to, like just as much as jesus is or god so um when you know i did i, I made that comment to my dad that that's when it started really getting like a little bit hard on them because then they started were like they they wanted me to come back to the catholic church they didn't want me to go to the christian church anymore were so. they going to the church consistently? Like, were your parents, like, pretty... I mean, my family is, like, Catholic for the most part, but, quote-unquote, as my family says, they only go on the um, important days, which is Easter and Christmas. So, like, were they, like, consistent, or were they just kind of, like, you know, on, only twice a year? They weren't as consistent going to a church because um, the church was in Salar City. Mm-hmm. And, like, we lived in... Well, it, it was like a bit of a distance when from where we lived to like you know that church that we that we attended to, so um, but they were very um, they wanted us to have the like the the holy sacraments, which are a list of things basically that you have to do in order to get to heaven, um, and so one of the holy sacraments is like um, you know first communion, you know the very beginning from when you're born is baptism, so that's why you know Catholics are more likely to baptize it when you're a baby so you have to like kind of meet those you know holy sacraments in order to get to heaven so did you have your first communion Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, and i had it late because it's usually like you usually do all those things like when you're a kid except like for i think marriage did you did you know the point i had my first communion too but i literally did not um because i was like you i was a little bit um older than the other kids and they let me skip a complete year and not mm-hmm. finish the classes and i was just basically told you're gonna wear this and you're gonna eat the bread and the juice and that was it like i had no idea what i was in there for but i do remember i got in trouble because i wouldn't remember like now i laid me down my uh to sleep now i pray to the lord my soul to keep and i got in trouble because there was like there's a whole bunch of those that i yeah. could not remember and they were like you need to remember this because you know and i'm like but um, i can't i'm sorry i'm not the best at memorizing that kind of <laughs> stuff and so did you know like the whole like did you know at that age like hey this is because you're doing it for god and for you to have a relationship with god or was it just more of like well this is what we do and this is what you're gonna do because this is how we did it it was more of works this is like you know this is what you know god wants you to do so you have to do it. they make you basically feel bad mm, the guilt. If you, if, yeah if yeah. you don't if you don't do it <laughs> so um yeah uh i had um i had my first communion and um i learned a lot from you know from those you know visits you know to the church every sunday just to you know be able to get it to get the first communion in and i i usually they wanted me to take it in spanish but i had to end up taking it in english because it was just um what was available for like the teenagers my age that were taking it late did you have to listen to uh, when i went to mass i would have to listen to like the service and he would we would go to the spanish one and and you know like um i'm i'm a i'm a basic girl at heart so i i understand spanish better than i can speak it but that man was speaking in such a monotone that i had no idea what was going on like in so like first of all i bet if it was in english it would be hard for me to understand already 
but he was speaking in Spanish, and in monotone, he'd be like, "En nombre del Padre hijo y Espíritu Santo," and I'm like, and then everybody goes, "Amen," oh, and I'm like so confused. And did you know? Did you know? Um, so in mass, I don't know if you had this, but in the in the what do you call it? The pews. Yeah, they have the the little things to to flip out in the front of you to put your knees on. Mm -hmm. And I did not know that that was like when you're supposed to pray. I honestly thought it was like, okay, we're so tired. You you get to shut your eyes and take a little nap. Like I really I'm not kidding. I got in trouble one time. I'll never forget. My dad was like. Um, I went with my cousins and they were doing that. They went up there to do the bread and the wine and, and I didn't know, like they were like, you can't go, you're too young. And I was like, okay. And then they came back and they looked like really sad and they both like started praying, but I didn't know that they were praying. So I like turned to them. I was like, are you guys okay? I was like, hey cousins. I was like, prima, are you? And my dad was like, peace, no. And I was like, what? I was like, dad, I don't think they're okay. And now I know that it was like them praying, but like, I didn't know, like, oh, those were meant for your knees to, like, not give you arthritis so you can feel comfortable. Did you know all that stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, that was one of my favorite parts, too, because, I mean, I knew you, you. it wasn't to take a nap, but I would take a little nap. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever get in trouble for yawning? I, I got in trouble in the college church for so much stuff. I got, I got in trouble for dancing too much. Dancing? Yeah. For Jesus? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Um, um, and I didn't even, uh, he did his first public miracle at a wedding. Like, I think well, he's you down know you to have party. to be kind of like, you know, very, um, you know, pay attention and right. like, you, you can't twerking? have too much fun to, <laughs> were you like twerking mid mass? <laughs> no, I was just like spinning around. Oh, they were like, no, don't do that. Like, he's possessed. How old were you? Uh, I was, I was really young. I was like, maybe like 12. Uh, so a 12 year old acting like a 12 year old, like I don't, Okay. Why, yeah, why, and I'm were you, you. why were you twirling? Is it because the music was that I was admit, yeah. Oh, I liked really? the song, yeah. I will admit, the Catholic Church had, did have some good music sometimes, especially when they had that, like, in my church that I went mm -hmm. to, they had, like, an acoustic girl, and mm -hmm. she had a really pretty voice, and I was like, yeah. I was like, I don't know what she was saying. Um, did you know the hymn books in front of you? Did you know about that? I didn't even know yes. what those were. Actually, I that's what I would look to when I would get bored. Um, you know, I would just I would just get the hymn books and be like, why isn't any of this a Bible? I can't even. I, <laughs> I'm such a basic girl. You know that I can't. I can barely read in Spanish. Like I can read it if I try to figure it out, but it's really hard for me. Um, I blame my parents. My, my, okay, that's my my mama and my dad's fault. Okay, because my dad, I only had to speak Spanish to, and my mom speaks Spanglish, so she understands English. And at some point, I just started speaking English to them. So the Bibles, I would look at them and I wouldn't understand them because they had Spanish Bibles. So I'm like, what am I reading? <laughs> I was just like, what what is going on? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was it was very interesting. Um, I really like you know the cathedrals though. Like I, I still to this day go to the cathedrals. And oh, like, they're pretty. Yeah, the glass. Yeah, I went um, in last October. I went to Savannah, Georgia, and I went to um, St. John's Cathedral for All Saints Day, and it was really, really cool because they they got to tell you about it and like it was like it's like a historic building. So you got I, I brought some holy water from there. It was really cool. Oh yeah, you need to get done to that thing. <laughs> Actually, you need to bring it to work. Um, do you, do you, um, what is it called? The, I don't want to mispronounce it. The stick thingies that they light up to make it smell good. The incense? Yeah. That, that, that's what I remember most. Like when I think of a Catholic, a Catholic church, I think of smoky, the little, little candle things that smell. And then 
I think of like just the monotone. That's that's what comes to my mind. And I'll, I'll tell you what I do remember about mass. I knew that I was going to get some good food afterwards. I knew that for a fact because my reward was like, Mah. I sat in here for two and a half hours. But I got in trouble for yawning because my mom said it was disrespectful. To, it was like, no haces eso. And I was like, descansada de qué? No haces nada. And I'm like, I'm, well, why am I tired? I haven't done anything. I was like, I've been sitting here very patiently for like two and a half hours to, to go get Taco Bell. I don't know what to tell you to eat some tamales. Um, Arturo got in trouble. Arturo is my brother, for those of you who don't know. Um, I, which I think is really strange now that I think about it. But back in California, we went to a mass in the late evening. And I remember, you know, Arturo was very much like punk rock, emo phase. He had a black shirt with skulls on it. His pants were like ripped. And then his shoes had skulls on it. And my parents like flipped out. Need I mind you, they wait to, until we get to the mass part to be like, Arturo, what are you wearing? Blah, 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 blah. And I remember my mom was like, they made him wear his inside shirt out, I want to say. And then like they couldn't do anything about his shoes. But they like, and I'm like, I'm, I'm confused. Don't we celebrate the Day of the Dead too? Like, I don't understand the skull part. How is that disrespectful? But there was just so many, for me personally, there was just so many rules that I didn't understand. And did you ever, oh, that's what I wanted to ask you. Did you ever have the, what, what is it called? When you meet with that guy in that room, El um, Padre? Oh, the confession. Yeah, that confession. Did you ever? Did you ever do that? Yeah, well, that's to. that's part of the yeah first yeah. communion. Yeah, and actually, you can't um you um because you do that in the first communion. That's when you get um during mass during regular mass you can get up and get you know the um the wine drink the bread and the water. They lied to me. They told me I had to finish all my classes before I could go up there and have like the bread and the wine. They yeah, all your class, all your first communion classes. Yeah, like they were like mm-hmm. yeah, but they also were like oh you can't really go. Because technically, I cheated, but not really. Like, they skipped a year for me because they were like, you're too old to be in this class. Like, you're not going to go another year taking the class. We're just going to let you graduate. So it was just like graduating early without without knowing all the information. And I'm just like, yeah. And I just remember wearing a white dress and everybody made like a big deal about it. I had like a little tiara and I took up my mom actually has a picture in the living room. And I'm just like. I don't understand what that was for. I'm like, mom, I'm not even Catholic anymore. Why you got this picture up in there? You could have a picture of me like getting baptized because I've gotten baptized. Um, Because, you know, um, Christians believe Mm -hmm. like, hey, uh, you know, being sprinkled uh, doesn't count as a baby because my my mom said the reason why they do that is because they believe that if you don't baptize a baby that that the demons live in them like there's a demon in them until like you basically like dedicate them to god through the catholic church and like you know sprinkle them like it's raining or something and i was just like oh so yeah they didn't understand when i got baptized they were like well you already got baptized i'm like well that doesn't really count because i was forced to kind of like my name you you made me do it you gave it to me i didn't have a option right yeah i um i that that was very interesting too when i first heard about you know um yeah i thought it was really like odd seeing grown people be baptized right and um then you know when i became when i converted to christianity i found out about you know oh well you get baptized when you you know accept jesus into your life and like you know when you're able to understand you know what it means to to do that and you know the catholic church doesn't do that right i was told like basically baptism when you're when you're a christian is like you telling people like hey i have god in my life there has been fruits of the spirit fruits of salvation that i am a christian by the way i act the way i speak you know as opposed to like when you're when you're a child it's like oh it's kind of like i think of it like insurance like just in case you turn out to be a murderer you're not gonna go to hell because we baptized you um that's the way like i kind of saw it uh, b- back to that question though did did you have your first confession like how did that go like how did you feel about the whole experience 
Uh, it was really, really awkward, honestly, because yeah. there's a specific type of lingua that you have to speak with the preacher. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, well, that's what I was told. Oh, I don't, um, ain't nobody told me nothing, babe, when I went in there. I was just eyeballing it. Yeah, I, it was just really weird. I was just like, um, well, I... Uh, Did you have, like, the curtain thing between you guys? No, this was different because um, it was just like they, they were uh, you were really confessing all of the, you know, all of the teens that were, you know, doing their first communion. There was, you mm -hmm. know, several, several classes um that day so they were just like you would just go up to the like the altar mm -hmm. oh. and there was two preachers at either side of the altar and there was two lines going on the side of the church and the, you would just you know there was a space between you know the end of the line who was next and then the preacher and whoever was confessing you you know all the nosy people were listening i feel like that's the fast way to get people to confess and be like all right what'd you do wrong next next it's like santa like but with 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 the padres, the, how do you say that? The fathers, is that what they're called? Uh -huh, yeah, the, the, the priests. Yeah, I priest, think they're called, yeah, they're priest. called priests. Yeah, do you, so that's, that's different. Mine was like, I had to go in that, that little private room with him, but I was hoping that I could have like a curtain, but he just had me sit right across from him. And he just, and it was, I think he knew, I think we both knew that I was not meant for the Catholic life. Cause he asked me, he was like, he's like, so tell me child, have you, you know, do you listen to your parents? And I went, have you met my mom? course i do i was like very scared i don't want to get hit with the chunkla like i'm not trying to get in trouble he's like do you do well in school and i was like yeah i do well and you know um he didn't know about my boy crazies i didn't i didn't say anything about that because he was like do you do you have someone in your life i was like like family and he was just like no like you're you know like a i was like no i was like i don't not not a lack of trying i was just like um no i don't think so <laughs> i was like i don't know he's like so do you think like, you know, do, is there any sins for you to confess? And, you know, I'm like probably like 12 or 13. I, like what, you know, first of all, I don't even know what, what the word sin really meant. So I was just like, um, no, I don't think so. Like, listen, if I had the mouth that I have now, I would have been like, <laughs> no, I'm perfect. No, I, <laughs> I would have been like, you're out. But I was just like, well, because I did ask him because there was like a couple of things in my head that I was just like, maybe, maybe I should probably tell someone about these things that I'm thinking, but I'm not going to say anything because you're a stranger. And I said to him, I was like, well, why can't I tell God? And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, well, why can't I tell God my sins and tell him the things that I've done wrong? Because if he's seeing me and he knows already, you know, it's like Santa, like he sees you when you're sleeping and he knows like, right. So I was, I just looked at him and I went, why can't I tell God? And he's like, well, you can, but be, you know, because, because of my relationship with God, you know, it's basically, he just, he gave me the spark notes of it, like the cliff notes. And he was like, it just gets faster through me. He was just like, it, he's like, I've been ordained. Um, you know, I've taken the classes and, you know, I've studied God's word and he's like, and it's me going to him and, and asking him to forgive you. And I'm like, I get that, but why can't I do that? He's like, you can, but when you do it through me, it's just, it's, it's, you know, it's more sacred. And I was just like confused. I'm like, okay, but like, if I don't tell you and I tell him, isn't it that like, we're still good, right? Like it still counts. And I told my cousin what I said to him and she was like, beast, that man knew you did not belong there. Like that man just wanted you out. Like who asked that many questions in confection? And I'm like, well, if you want me to confess, explain to me why I have to confess to you. It's that, it's that, it's just that Catholic belief of interceding. Like the preacher intercedes for you. The saints intercede for you. That's why the Catholic church has so many saints. That you know, um, the, um, you know, Virgin Mary intercedes for you. It's all about interceding because it's just, um, I don't know. There's just this belief that you can't like, it's more, it's it, God is able to, 
to, um, you know, provide that thing that you're asking for through that prayer or, you know, just provide that prayer, you know, to become true by someone in someone else interceding for you. And that um, that's one of the things that I, I was like, oh, well, I feel like God is really far away. Like <laughs> we have so I, many intercede, like so many different, you know, saints and, you know, deities to intercede for us. <laughs> I just want to add, by the way, for the people listening, I'm not by any means. We're not by any means trashing the Catholics. If you're a Catholic, don't think like I'm like, oh, if you're Catholic, you're a terrible person. I have a friend that that his mom is like a devout Catholic. Like she goes, I think, like twice, maybe three times. I don't know. And I call her Doña and she's like super funny to me. I like I look at her and I go, Doña. And she's like, please. And when I tell you that this woman, this woman has the Holy Spirit, like 100%, I believe, like, she has the living God in her. And I'm like, you know what? You're a rightful representation. If all the Catholics were like this, I probably would have stayed. I was like, because, you know, she would answer questions that I had as a Christian now. That, you know, I kind of asked her about the Padre thing. And then she explained to me, she goes, you can tell. You can tell God. But, you know, it's just kind of, if you tell him, it's like you're you're covering all your bases. And I was like, see, mm-hmm. somebody would explain that to me at the age of 12, 13. I think I would understand. But it was more of like I would ask a question and they'd be like, well, it's because I said so. And these are the rules and this is how it goes. And at that age, it's like, well, why does it have to be this way? And it also didn't it didn't help that Arturo was like not a not uh, not a Catholic anymore. So uh, we were in mass and I remember Arturo was like, mom, I don't. I don't believe in this anymore. Can I just wait in the playground? And my mom was like, okay. And I was like, wait, can I, can I do that too? And she was like, no, I'm like, you're going to get your first communion. I was like, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do any of that. And I was like, dear, let me go with you on the Christian side. If that means I don't have to be in a hot, sweaty, two and a half crying babies yelling. There's never a moment there wasn't a crying baby, but yeah. Mm -hmm. So you were, you were Catholic and then you converted to the Christianity because they got you with that VBS I never went to the VBS. I helped with the VBS, but I, that's not what got me. But so you went, so you went to the VBS, started attending the Christian church mm-hmm. and your family was kind of like, mm, we know about all that. They wanted you to come back. Yeah. They, yeah, they kind of wanted me to, you know, come back to, you know, the Catholic church and they, you know, I just, you know, um, kind of encouraged them to come to the Christian church with me. And even though like, I'm not a Christian anymore, like they, I still talk to them about like different types of, you know, beliefs that there is in the world and like how I, you know, kind of just, you know, you know, learn. And I, I love, I love religion. Like I learn, I love to learn about, you know, different types of religions and um, it's what kind of helped me to like build a person that I am now. But yeah, I, I, you know, I encouraged her to come to church with me and, you know, she um, started making friends there, you know, and it was just not what they they were used to. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, they didn't really go, you know, full on there. Right. I was really the only one, you know, that would, um, that would go to the Christian church and probably, pro- yeah, m- the only Hispanic too. So yeah. <laughs> I got a lot a of praise. <laughs> I got a lot of praises from my youth pastor because he was like, you know, most of the time, you know, kids just, you know, their parents just make them come to church. Even if, you know, if, if they don't want to, you know, they just still come, but like you're, the exception because you don't have any parents here (laughs) it's like and you just like it's out of your own free will to like you know want to come to church and like you know because you love it and you know at the time i did you know but it was just um when getting my parents introducing into them you know i uh you know at the time i thought you know that was 
what I needed to do, right? You this know, is... because of you know salvation and yeah. all of that. So, I I was like, well, I want my mom with me in heaven. So, right. <laughs> so I wanted to introduce her as much as I could to it. But um, in the end, it was just um, all of my family is Catholic, so they just um kind of just stayed and um but you nobody know, in their like, comfort zone. But nobody was like, oh, you need to like. Nobody forced you to be like, hey, what you're doing is wrong. Like, well, like for the most part, your family was, I guess, like... They, they were so just vocal about it. They were just very vocal oh, that okay. they wanted me to come to church, to, uh, to the Catholic church. But, you know, um, they, I really struggled to let them to, you know, let them or convince them to let me go to, like, all the Bible camps that I went to. Like, it was just like... Like the church would pay for like all of them, right. and I would say, "Hey, you don't have to give any money." Like right. they're just like literally telling me to go because they want me to go, and they it was just really hard to get permission from for from my dad especially. Do you think it was just more of like, because I I'm, I don't know about you, but when I started going to to uh, the Christians, the Christian church. I, I noticed that like I felt like I wasn't doing anything wrong like I'm not I'm not on drugs you know I'm not here I'm not out here like smoking or drinking like I'm not doing anything immoral so like I guess my question was like why why did it bother for for me personally it bo I could tell it bothered some of my like family members like you know like my theas and stuff but I was very curious as to like why why do you, why are you so bothered that I'm going to this if it's anything I think it made me a better person even you know like you said you're you're not a Christian anymore I think if people that do go into that Christian phase that they, they for for a while there they're coming out with good morals good intentions you know what I mean God the Bible specifically tells you how to be like loving and patient you know and like dealing with all that so I was just very confused and I I'm, I figured it out I think it's just tradition you know they're very stuck on tradition like well your grandma was you know catholic and then we're catholic and blah 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 and your theos are catholic i was like okay but like do you want to talk about all my theos and the different baby daddies y'all had like i don't understand why why tradition is more important than my soul i guess was my was my thing i was just like is tradition really more important than me telling you that i've that i feel alive when i go to this church like i feel god's spirit i feel his love in the catholic church i did not feel like that once again we are not bashing on the catholic church we're just i want to make that very clear if you are catholic you you keep going if that's where you feel god in any religion if that's where you feel god's presence then by all means i'm all for it but we're just sharing like uh, our experiences through in your case in religion because you went from catholic to christianity to not at all mm -hmm. yeah yeah it was um very interesting and like you said um um, I think I've told you before that I would, you know, I would do it all over again, you know, because I got a lot of, um, you know, things that I practice now, you know, that I got from, you know, being a Catholic, being Christian, just um, a lot of like, you know, that was my introduction to religion. And, you know, and I think tradition with um, especially with the uh, with the Catholic Church, like it's very important, too, because of the culture. You know, it's very like who we are as kind of like, you know, the Catholic, Hispanic, Mexican family, you know, ideals and everything that I, that that entails. And, you know, Hispanics are very family oriented. Yes. So I in a way, I understand way, where they were coming from. You know, it's it's a little scary having to like, you know, you were raised, you know, generations of family members you know that kept the traditions going and then you're the one that like kind of veers off because you know of this you know other religion you're kind of you know feeling that you belong to and you know it's very um 
for them it's very like it's very different and in very unknown and you know usually people fear the unknown so i i believe that you know it's just a matter of like kind of like letting you know your kids be you know who who they want to be eventually or like you know letting them kind of follow what you know where the places where they feel welcome or like oh well i i feel something i've never felt before you know right um, in my place of comfort or like where I've been raised all my life. And, you know, that's how I think really, you know, you have diversity in your own family, just, you know, by, you know, your family members trying something different or not non-traditional than what you've been used to or raised. What was your, I was going to ask you next. Um, we've talked about the Catholic part. What was your experience when you were a Christian? Like how, like how, how did that look like for you? Like what was, a, a day in the life as as Brian as as a Christian man. What did that look like in your life? It um, it in a way I kind of like to describe it where um when I became a Christian I felt like I was out of a cage mm. because I was I always I've always wanted to be a good person, you know I always wanted to be a good kid, and. You know, what I found out with the Christian church is how, um, you know, you you become that you be, you become a good person, you know, and, um, you know, I all the people that I met in the Christian church were like amazing people. Um, you know, I had, you know, lifetime friends, you know, made there and they had, you know, good values. And in a way, it kept me out of trouble, you know, you know, growing up, being in high school and like, you know, having all these, you know, different things that are bad for you like you know it kept me from like you know hanging out with the wrong crowds right because you're like a hot that. mess yeah i could yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah you're yeah. a hot mess now yeah. if i was if i was as reckless as i was that, oh, Lord, oh my <laughs> as i am now it, oh, it would have no. been it would have uh, been a you would have been, been on the wild. news i would have been like hey i was like i can have a i can have a prison paypal pen man hey <laughs> i'm just kidding um but as you were saying yeah so um you know i Truly and like really um, enjoyed, you know, uh, you know, going to church and like, you know, like Did you speaking get- to really nice people and and everything. But it, it wasn't until like a few years later that I started kind of like noticing, you know, kind of like the hypocrisy of it all. Yeah. the care- I was going to ask before before we get into the what, what made you stray away from Christianity? Did you ever get, you know, and I know you know what this means, getting saved. Um, for for the listeners, uh, getting saved is basically, it's described as taking your old life and just re- dedicating your life to God. Like going, what, for me personally, when I got saved, it was like, God, <laughs> I know that I'm hot mess. I know that I deserve hell, that I, I understand now that it should have been me on that cross, but it was because of Jesus that I didn't have to. It's because of your son that I no longer deserve to go to hell because he paid that price for me. It's realizing that like apart from God, I'm I am capable of doing such evil things especially you know people call them intrusive thoughts i was like because that's that's who i am you know like you ever i don't know if you do this but like someday sometimes you're like walking around and sometimes you're like i wonder if i were just to like smash that person in the head and i'm like whoa that is not me but like i know outside of god's presence that that can be me i do have evil in me and when you get saved it's you admitting like hey no matter how good i try to be on my own without you god i am i I'm, I'm going to go to hell. So it's like you having that, you know, people call it a moment, but it's kind of like, there's no way that you can get a heart transplant and not know the difference. 
and that's like when that that's the whole process of getting saved so did you ever have that like moment in your life when you were a Christian where it was like one moment whether it was like during a drive or during a sermon I know it usually happens during the end of service you know they call it the invitation where they're like if you would all bow your heads and close your eyes you know if you want to accept God you can this is your moment and you know they make like it's they have music playing in the background but really what it what it is with all the music and the fog and stuff depending what church you go to it's you saying hey God, this is where I'm at and I'm no longer going to try to to be the best version of me. So like kind of at least for me personally it was I'll go to God and I'll and I'm going to try to be my best, but it's like even on my best days, like the Bible is clear that you're like menstrual rags. Like there's there's no amount of good that you could be. There's not a person at least for me that that's so good that there's no way without God. I was like, you're, you're not, I was like, you're not. Cause you have, you have that in you, you have the evil, you have the corruption to do so. So did you ever have that moment when you were like, you know, God, maybe, maybe I'm not a good person. Maybe, maybe I, I do, I should surrender my life fully. So I, the, for me, it was like the depression and the anxiety and the trying so hard to meet these people's expectations and trying to be a people pleaser. Did you ever have that moment of like, Hey, I'm going to surrender my life to you, God. Well, that's what being saved is called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, um, that's what I kind of meant when I said, like, coming out of a cage. Mm Because I felt like there was this, this, like, just, you know, like you said, those evil intentions or, like, you know, those, um, you know, things that we just, you know, were born with that um, when I got saved... It was more like a like you know weight lifted off my shoulders. It's kind of like it's really hard to explain what it's like because it's different for so, so many right. people, and it it can be like a rush of emotion. Like yeah. your high, your heart can leap of joy, and like you know you just feel like you finally belong somewhere, or like that you did someone that's like more like a well like that God you know that really loves you, and He died for your sins, and like you're like. Wow, I can't believe that, you know, someone would do that for me without even knowing me, like, you know, right. years and years ahead or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, I totally. Yeah. Yeah. I, so you did. So mm-hmm. you did that. And then. So I know that we've talked about how, like, my favorite part during work is you'd be you will make jokes sometimes. and You'd be like, back in my Christian days. I'm like, I know. I know. I was like, oh, we would have been we would have been fighting off demons together. Like <laughs> hell would have been scared of both of us. Amen. <laughs> I'm telling you, just, oh, Lord, any day now, <laughs> prayers, Chick-fil-A has to have some Christian men, right? <laughs> right, right, right. That's what I tell myself, because they're not, I'm not going to name the place, but I know where they're not at, okay? I know where they're not at, and they're not at work. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, but, heaven. oh, they're in heaven, <laughs> they're yeah. In heaven. yeah, but I can't, I mean, I guess I can meet them there, <laughs> eventually. Be like, hey, you know my boy Jesus. Hey, me too. Hey, but so you went from Catholicism to Christianity. So what? Like, I I know we talked about the. I call it the Karens. You know, the Pharisees. The the you have to do this and you have to act like this and you can't wear that. Like for the for me in the Catholic Church, it was you have to dress nice all the time. And I don't know what. christianity uh nomination you went to but i went to i go to a non-dominational church i tried at baptism for a little bit and they remind me a little bit of the catholics but i but i eventually ended up uh where god wanted me which was at the church that i am now thankfully um for family church hey y'all hey proud of y'all appreciate y'all thank you for not kicking me out um it's been, it's been a long 10 years and um i, I hope to keep being there for 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 many more years until you know um i go to jesus um in heaven but yeah so what nomination were you uh, I was, I think, also non-denominational because, um, 
It was called um, uh, Independent. Oh, okay, maybe look at that. <laughs> you go to a non-denominational church. But however, they when I asked like about our denomination, because mm-hmm. that was also one of the things I had to learn. You know, because with Catholicism, it's just Catholicism. Yeah. And with, with the Christian church, it's like you have all these different denominations. And I was like, well, what, what's different, you know, from ours? And they're like, well, we're, we're kind of similar to the Baptist. So yeah. they were um, they were a little bit. I think they were Baptist more than anything mm-hmm. because we, you know, they didn't really agree with any type of like um, contemporary music. All right. They wanted piano and organ and oh. hymns. Yeah, they didn't really like. And actually, when um, the preacher that was that used to be there left to go to another church that was more contemporary, he mm. got a lot of like criticism from mm. the church. It almost split the church in half mm. because they didn't they didn't, they didn't agree with with that. And he actually made a, a a really good point one time when he said, "Well, you know, back in your grandparents' day." It was very um, scandalous to have a piano at church mm-hmm. because the pianos were at piano bars. Oh, so they would relate piano to like a, a bar. Oh, and so it was like if they were alive right now, they'd be <laughs> really angry uh, that there's a piano in the church. <laughs> but like you can't go to a church that has a piano. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. You know the, the the craziest thing for me. I'll never forget the church that I go to now. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say his name because he's he's a shout out to Pastor Ben. Hey Ben, hey if you're listening to this, I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> um, he and this is this is studio. He I'll never forget. He was doing like announcements or something, and he went up there and I went to to service with my brother and I was like a, like a very shy kid at the time because I didn't know anybody, so like I was like hiding behind Arturo and he went up there and he was like making jokes and they were laughing and it just shocked me because you know going from a Catholic background to like you can't yawn, can't wear skulls, you can't laugh, you just monotone smile shut up and and kind of look good i guess and he was making jokes up there and then you know people were laughing and i just looked at arturo once again my brother and i was like why why are they laughing we're at a church they're not supposed to laugh and they were just they were just laughing i thought it was the craziest thing to me that was my first impression i was like why are people laughing because the second thing that occurred to me was like you all seem to be enjoying service before it even starts before the man that goes up there to preach i was like that's crazy i was like how they that's not how it's meant to be you're not supposed to go to church and enjoy it that's that's not how that works yeah um well were you talking when you were first uh, yeah when i first yeah 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 first introduced to the christian church i thought that was just like you know from a catholic background to going into that and then like you know i I continued to stay, but that's, that's, you know, I guess you can say for you, it was VBS. For me, it was the guy on there making a comedy stand at a church funk. Like I was like, this is a regular Sunday service for you guys. Just making jokes and ha ha ha. I'm like, and I don't know if they did this at your, well, you said it was more of a Baptist. Cause I, I did go to a Baptist before I went to the non-dominational. They would do this thing called, um, it's the welcome and the greeting. So like you go around and you hug people and you say hi and stuff or whatever. And it just, it threw me off because I'm like, people are like smiling. They're like, oh, it's so good to meet you. And people would come up to me and they'd be like, hi, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm his sister. They'd be like, hi, how'd you, I'm his sister. Like, that's all I would say. But like, I'm his sister. Like I would hide behind him. I was like, I know I'd, I felt like a, like a kid going to school for the first time. And I was just hiding behind my parent. I was like, protect me from all these strangers. And also, like you said, it was mostly, you know, like white people in the church and we were the only Hispanics. So I was just kind of like, ah, oh, there's too many white people. I was like, brother, protect me. I was like that. I've never seen a crayon box just full of white crayons and we're the one brown. Like that's how I felt. You know, I actually never really mind. Really? Yeah. I've, 
I felt really comfortable just like being, you know, around, you know, people who were, you know, just being nice to me, you know, oh. and you know, it, it's different with vacation Bible school than right. just the regular the regular services because it's like just for a week and it's every day. So yeah. you you go for a week. You know, I went for the week and they were like, oh, well, you should come more often. Like you should mm -hmm. come, you know, the, we have like Sunday uh, morning and Sunday afternoon and then Wednesday afternoon. And they, at the time they had a bus going around and, you know, um, pick up, you know, every all the kids that needed a ride and take them to the church. And, you know, I thought that was really neat because yeah. um, there was a lot of Hispanic kids yeah. that would come to, you know, vacation Bible school or like, you know, just like on Wednesday nights that it was the, the most... Uh, uh, the 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 one day that we did it. I think for parents, it's like, oh, you want to take my kid and feed him? Okay, bye. <laughs> like, go ahead, take. You want to take all five of my kids that I have? Go ahead, bye. Right. Yeah. It was. Um. It was really fun. Just the bus ride too. Yeah. Yeah. The bus rides were lit, especially if you knew if you knew the Jesus songs. If you knew them, oh, yeah. you get to. I'd be like, holy. I used to. I used to go around and then I stopped because I was like, I don't think I can do that. But I'd be like, be like, hear me out. What if you twerk but for Jesus? And they're like, no, babe. That's not. That's not what you're gonna do. I don't. Oh yeah. That was the, one of my things too. <laughs> it was just always pushing the limits <laughs> with the dirty jokes. They, <laughs> I was always just pushing it, and even the youth pastor would be like, oh, Ryan's always pushing the limit. It's so I just, I was like, what if I twerk for Jesus? And they were like, do you really think there's going to be a moment? It was like, <laughs> I was like, dude, they I think it was, I think it was Ben that said, he was like, do you really think there's ever going to be a moment where God tells you to twerk? And I was like, I don't know. I don't, he could. I mean, he hasn't yet, but you're right. I was like, I'm just saying that's, you know, I could, God could tell me to rob a bank. And then I realized where I was going and I was like, I'm pretty sure Hitler like murdered thousands of Jews and thought it was for the glory of God. So I was like, I'm gonna shut up. I was like, I'm gonna. That's what the second thought that came in my head. I was like, I'm not gonna say that anymore. I was like, so now I don't talk for Jesus. Nah, Hitler thought it was for his glory. Oh, was it? Yeah, I know that. He brought up. He brought up like religious purposes or whatever. He was just like, I'm trying to like purify. I was like, okay. Well, yeah, that's how all the Jews became, you know, analyzed uh, like a uh, just killed yeah. in you know thousands because. He said, oh, they're, they're the reason why we lost the war. Which is like, okay, Hitler. Like, Also, who? Sometimes I think about it and I'm like, y'all really looked at this man. So this sounds like a good idea. But I understand like the way society's built. Like you had to blame somebody. And why not blame them? Like they were the easiest target. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's like we're going to, we need, well, humans are meant to be like, we're going to put blame on somebody instead of like being like, maybe I had something to do with it. Maybe I had fault. But going back to to the Karens and the and the Pharisees. So you felt like church at some point how long were you in the church until that that hit you that the the whole like the the hypocrisy i think i was in the church i want to say for four years it was oh. a little bit more than four years because i started when um like at the end of middle school mm -hmm. but i remember starting high school being a freshman in high school and i had already made um you know made friends with with the church um, and I think it wasn't until 2017 that I kind of decided to, mm -hmm. you know, before we uh, met, I'm telling you, we would have. I'm not actually. I, I was. I was still a Christian until like maybe like two years after that. I just didn't go to church. I stopped going to church oh, in 2017 okay. because um, I was going through a lot mm -hmm. and um, just personal in my in my personal life. Mm -hmm. um, Every aspect of my life was just like kind of going downhill in some way. Mm -hmm. um, and 
I decided to reach out to my pastor because um, I had made a lot of like um, close relationships with with my with my pastor's family. Like they were literally my family. Um, you know, I called him dad. I called his wife mom. I called their daughter my sister, oh. and like you know, they they said that they they had adopted me. Like uh-huh. everywhere we would go. So like your family in the faith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, they were my family when you know my own was like falling apart you know mm-hmm. when i was going through the divorce of my parents and you know that was really really rough on me so like i think i just clinged you know uh to them a lot and um when i started going to like um him for help because i was you know very very depressed like i was like you know and i knew because it was just, you know, really, really hard if, you know, anybody who's gone through depression, like, it gets just hard to wake up every morning. Yeah. And I I wanted to get better. And I reached out to him and I was just like, hey, um, I think I need some kind of professional help. Mm-hmm. It's like, because I'm just, I'm just, I just feel awful. Like, mm-hmm. it just, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, and of course, he's, he had, he, he knew about everything I was going through because, you know, he'd mm-hmm. helped me a lot. And I and I and he said, well, yes, if if you need that, then then, yeah, definitely, you know, do it. And then but also I want to, you know, have meetings with you just, mm-hmm. you know, to, you know, so we can talk and everything, just whatever day works for you. Um, and, you know, I'll tell you the way that works for me and we can make something happen. And so every week um, about we had like meetings and stuff. And I just told him I was just like, I don't know why, but it's just like. The. The things you're saying to me, like, you know how when you're going through something and, you mm-hmm. know, they talk to you, oh, well, you know, God has your best interest. Mm-hmm. It's like the things you hear the most, like, you know, he can't give you anything that you can't handle. Mm-hmm. I disagree with that. I disagree when people say it was like God wouldn't give you anything that you can't handle because, you know, people make T-shirts about it and people are like on social media. They'll be like, God will never give you something you can't handle. I was like, I disagree. I think he can because then if I could handle it, I really, I really wouldn't need him. Right. And so like stuff like that like it wasn't really doing anything for me anymore Mm -hmm. like i was kind of like like yeah i was like kind of disagreeing about it Mm -hmm. but um and you know all the verses they would come up with you know to help me like i just like i know that verse Mm -hmm. and you know i and i've read it so many times but it Mm -hmm. just for some reason it doesn't do anything to help my mood Mm -hmm. like i feel like i need some type of like it's stuck yeah i i feel like I, i need some type of professional help lena that's why i was you know um talking to you about it because i feel like this whole thing doesn't just it's not really worth doing it for me anymore and so it was just um he would tell me a lot of the things that were happening at the church um Mm -hmm. and you know how he was being criticized by the most by people inside coming from inside the church than from people outside the church Mm -hmm. and i knew that to be true because at the time i was working for someone who went to that church and he would do nothing but talk crap about the the preacher and you know i i held him you know i i saw him as a dad mm-hmm. so i would just be like i don't know what to say like i was right. just like i i would just say i well, i haven't been there in a long time and then he would tell me about you know the conversations he would have with other members of the church mm-hmm. and how you know badly they would talk about it. and i'm just like this is just like church became a place where I was I didn't feel safe anymore mm. just because of everything that I heard mm-hmm. and um also there was an instance um in high school when where we invited one of our one of my band friends mm. you know um marching band uh, friends to come to our church 
and one of and that for some reason I didn't attend um, church that day that he that he attended, mm-hmm. and one of the um, kids from the youth group um, told me the next day or the following week at school that um, one of the ladies had made like a very racist comment mm. about him because he he was African American he was black, mm. and I was like I hate that wait so like if they're saying that about him what are they saying about me right like you know it's just it just became a really unsafe place for me so um i tried to attend other churches and the other church that i attended um one of my teachers invited me to because i um i had become very close to her and i told her about you know what i was going through and i was like i just feel like the church i'm going to isn't working out for me and i told her everything that was going on she was like well come to my church so i attended her church um and you know i went for a couple of uh, a couple of weeks i told her i really liked it Mm -hmm. um i really liked the college um program that they had and how old were you at this age um at this time i was 20 20 20 20. Mm -hmm. you're like 24 right 23 i'm 24 yeah yeah. and um i was talking to her about it and then one day she just said oh i'm not going to it anymore i didn't think it was good oh and and she was like but if you if you like going to it then i would suggest you keep going to it i was just like Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll just keep going. And um, it was, it, it, the church was pretty far away from me. It mm-hmm. was like about an hour away. Oh, wow. So, um, you know, even though it was, you know, pretty far away, it was in a bigger city. So mm-hmm. I kind of liked going to, you know, a, a church that was bigger. that right. had. Um, so before in the past, you just kind of went to like small churches. Nothing mm-hmm. like, you know, um, I'm assuming you went to a mega church then? Oh, or was I, it just I, bigger? I, like, you know, mega churches, they usually have, like, they have valet parking. Like, no one's going to park your car, but, you know, they have people in the parking lot to tell you where to go. And yeah, just, yeah. I, I think it was a mega church, yeah, yeah. definitely. And um, I went, and there was some there were some things that they were preaching that I didn't really mm. think they were accurate. Mm-hmm. And, um, and this is not just, you know, coming from me, but mm-hmm. I asked, actually, different preachers after, mm-hmm. you know, can you give like an example if you want? Um, it, an example would be like, okay, if God is omniscient and mm-hmm. he knows everything mm-hmm. and he knows what's going to happen, mm-hmm. then you can, you could, you could say, then what's the use of prayer or, or a prayer request if, if the thing that's going to happen is just, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You can't change God's mind. Mm-hmm. And it's like, um, you should pray anyway because it's 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 about keeping the relationship with God. Mm-hmm. But it's not about changing God's mind. You can't change his mind. He's already decided what's going to happen. That's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um. So I took you know that and I asked a different preachers about it, and mm-hmm. he was like, "Well, no, there was actually an instance in the Bible where you know people um asking him for uh." a certain thing to happen Mm -hmm. and he 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 was he had already decided that it that you know that the opposite was going to happen and so because of the consistent uh, fasting probably in the in the grace and mercy and and pleading yeah i think that's what it was yeah 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 that's the yeah yeah i don't know what you mean Mm -hmm. yeah like you know we talked about this before people like fast and pray and just ask for god's like mercy and grace and be like hey like you know just show me some some yeah please and um 
And so they were like, yeah, I guess that isn't really true. Like the, you know, what they were teaching. So mm. I just, um, so you just left that church. I, I just stopped going. Yeah. Um, I visited just because, you know, um, I might, I made a few friends there, so I would just go and see them and everything, but make friends uh, everywhere. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's the loneliness. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and so I just, oh, crack. <laughs> I just stopped, um, going f- and yeah, I haven't been there in a long time. You haven't. So like, mm-hmm. when did you finally no longer call yourself a Christian? You were just kind of like, Hey, oh, that was a really, really rough time. Um, I think kind of like pre pandemic mm-hmm. to early 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, so you left all the churches now so that you weren't attending a church i wasn't at all. attending any church at all okay. since it's 2017 okay i was kind of just like worshiping at home okay you know i was um reading the bible i was list- mm-hmm. i was just you know kind of like just doing my best to like you know right worship at home or like i would meet up with like my christian friends that i had made you know in back in, in the past and you know we would have talks and everything mm-hmm. um and then it just um into in like the late 2019 mm-hmm. it was just like this overwhelming feeling that you know the um the pers- the people who were around me weren't it you know cuz in a way in the beginning you kind of blame god for it you know it's mm-hmm. like how could you do this to me like you know i thought you know i was doing this for good intentions or you know for you or um, are you talking about like you leaving the church or like you in the midst of like going through all the things that you were going through just in general like um like you know doing you know just uh, holding back a lot mm. you know you know it's just like it's, i'm openly bisexual now mm-hmm. you know and i had to constantly push you know push that down mm-hmm. you know and kind of like just like be who they wanted me to be. And I thought that was God, Mm -hmm. you know, and I just, I just realized, you know, that that wasn't him, you know, that was just people. Mm -hmm. And, and with many uh, discussions that I had with my preacher and asking questions Mm -hmm. about, you know, sexuality, Mm -hmm. um, like other, other, you know, hot topics that are Mm -hmm. very, you know, political, Mm -hmm. um, he didn't really have an answer for me. Mm-hmm. He didn't really have like that explanation. He would just, he would say like, for example, if, if you want me to give an example with like gay marriage, I mm-hmm. told him, I asked him, I was like, what do you want queer people to do about it? Mm-hmm. It's like, you can't pray it away. You mm-hmm. know, I've tried that. It doesn't work. Mm-hmm. It's like, why, why do you think it's a choice? Why do you think I would just choose to, you know, be bullied Mm-hmm. by all these by society you know why would why why would i choose that mm-hmm. and i was like why what do you want what what would you want a queer man to do about mm-hmm. it and his response was to even if like if you are a gay lesbian person mm-hmm. even if you're not attracted to the opposite gender to marry them anyway and mm-hmm. That was his like explanation for it all. I was just like, because I brought up like, do you think that you know conversion therapy is a thing? And he's like, no. Mm-hmm. Um, he tried to give me a lot of other examples that involved like pedophilia, bestiality, mm-hmm. and I said, we're not trying to like 
have sex with an animal. Mm-hmm. We're not trying to have sex with a kid. Mm-hmm. It's like it's just two consenting adults mm-hmm. wanting to have a relationship. Mm-hmm. And he he just didn't know what to say. And I said, and doesn't God say, you know, that he wants us to live life abundantly? Mm-hmm. It's like, how are you supposed to do that when you have to constantly push down these feelings and like, you know, just be someone who you know you're not just out of the sake of whoever or mm-hmm. like whatever, you know, the beliefs are. Mm-hmm. And so when he said, okay, well, you know, he said that thing about the marriage ordeal. I was like, he, mm-hmm. he was like, if, you know, my youth pastor, his brother, mm-hmm. he came out as gay and there was a, um, a time where he went through, you know, a few relationships mm-hmm. and um, my pastor used that as an example. He said, if homosexuality is the answer, then why is he going through all these relationships and hasn't mm-hmm. found the one? And I said, I looked at him, I said, but you told me you dated like 30 girls before you met your wife. Mm. Mm. And so I, he, he couldn't give me an answer. And in a way I told them, it's okay. You gave me the answer that I needed. Mm-hmm. But because after that, he said, if you can show me in the Bible and show me where that's true, then, you know, that homosexuality or being gay or being lesbian is, is okay, then I'll believe you. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, well, if, if that's where you're going by, mm-hmm. then I don't believe the Bible is completely true mm-hmm. because I have, you know, this... Uh, and I, through research and everything, like, there's a lot of, like, things that, you know, and we've talked about. There's, like, mm-hmm. a lot of things that are very consistent mm-hmm. um, and things that can be lost in translation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I don't want to go into the rabbit hole, but mm-hmm. um, because of those things that I had already been searching, mm-hmm. you know, because I was like, well, no, I can't. Uh, if if you're going based on this book that hasn't changed for like hundreds and hundreds of years, mm-hmm. you know, in the Constitution, we change it constantly because we we are constantly changing as people, mm-hmm. you know, and the Constitution was written how long ago? But yet. I bet I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 it, and it keeps changing because, you know, mm-hmm. in school, we 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 learn about the Constitution, and how much they change it because there's mm-hmm. like, you know, crossed out words in the constitution and everything but yet we follow this book that's been written so long ago that we don't change because you know in the bible it says that you can't change Mm -hmm. god's word and it just and uh, it it just to me it it just doesn't it didn't make sense anymore and i said okay well you're taking you know three different languages that the bible was written in Mm -hmm. you know greek hebrew um and what what was it? What else was it? Um, uh, Arabic, I think. Mm-hmm. And I said, you take these three different languages. You know, as bilingual people, mm-hmm. we know what the difference of language. Right. You know, you have these three languages, three three cultures, and you're gonna tell me that they all come together to fit the conservative Christian mind is just I just don't believe it anymore. Mm-hmm. And so that's I think when that's I, why there's different nominations to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I, actually, I was actually going to talk about it mm-hmm. um, too, about about that. But um, because of that, I just decided then, no, I'm not going to be held, you know, 
accountable for something that mm -hmm. I just don't think it's accurate anymore, mm -hmm. you know? And so that's when I really decided, okay, I'm not, I'm not a Christian, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm, I don't believe the Bible is completely true, mm -hmm. you know? And so before I was trying to kind of like, what's it called? Kind of like go halfway mm -hmm. with them. It's like, be like okay. lukewarm is what they call it. Yeah. Just kind of be like, I'm, mm -hmm. a, I'm a Christian on these days, but on these Christians, like I'm not. No, just kind of be like, um, you know, if I I don't believe that this, you know, is wrong, but, mm -hmm. you know, I'm willing to be polite about it and mm -hmm. just like keep going to church. And yeah, like, you're very, you're very respectful. I will say that about you. You're very respectful, whether like other people believe other stuff. And I, that's something like I, I admire about you. I, I learned too, just because, you know, like we said before, I came from a Catholic to a Christian background. Like I, I have friends that have different beliefs than me and stuff. And that's kind of the whole point of the podcast. It's like, Hey, we might have different beliefs and people suck, like people hurt people, but I don't think like God himself or Jesus himself has specifically hurt you. I think it was the legalism and the rules and the expectations of right. this is who you need to be. And this is how you need to act. Because if you want to call yourself a Christian, uh, that this, these are the rules that you need to follow. And then, you know, the next question comes in line, then, well, if I have to follow these rules, then I'd rather not be called a Christian. Right. And so, you know, that's, and eventually I, I came to, you know, say, okay, well, you know, like you said, this is only people. And, and like where you were saying in the beginning, like we weren't bashing Catholicism. Right. Right. We were just coming out of a religion that we didn't think was fit for us. Right. And so that's the same thing I'm doing right now. Like mm -hmm. I'm not bashing Christianity. Like right. I'm just, you know, you know, telling, you know, what you went through, you, I went through and like how that religion doesn't fit me anymore. Mm -hmm. And I actually, um, the daughter of my pastor, who I call a sister, mm -hmm. you know, kind of like recently asked me about it. <clears throat> and and I told her, I gave her like this a description because she went through my transition from Catholicism to Christianity. Mm -hmm. I said, just like I, you know, left Catholicism mm -hmm. because I didn't think it was right for me. Mm -hmm. It's the same way I'm leaving Christianity because I no longer think it's right for me. Mm -hmm. You know, and, um, and I have grown a lot since that day you know after you know leaving christianity um now I have my own kind of like i don't i don't i don't say i'm a t I'm, a, I'm a i'm a i'm part of a religious sect or like kind of a um a religion just because i don't want to be labeled as something like that but you know as humans we want kind of that label right we that that makes us feel like we're in control of something mm -hmm. you know it, it helps us feel more in control of something mm -hmm. so i now if they ask me for like my religious beliefs or anything i i say that i believe in the power of belief mm -hmm. so what that kind of means is basically if i could give you a visual for mm -hmm. it you know you're thinking of uh, think of a tree mm -hmm. so the trunk is kind of like the faith mm -hmm. you know the belief mm -hmm. um we are made of like energy and like how you know we can perceive that energy a lot like when for example when there's tension in a room mm -hmm. you know how there's that saying that you can cut you could cut the tension with a knife yeah. with a knife it's that energy that you give out mm -hmm. and you know that people receive you can tell when some you know from someone's energy that they're being hostile or they're being rude or you know when they they have like a kindness to them you know and I feel like that energy is fueled by our belief that we, you know, as people can, you know, manifest many things by our belief system 
um, whether it's by, you know, just praying or, you know, lighting a candle and praying to it. Mm -hmm. It's that, you know, it's kind of like that, that makes energy that, mm -hmm. you know, feeds the universe. Mm -hmm. And so that belief, that energy is the trunk, mm -hmm. you know, and then of course the tree has branches. Mm -hmm. So the branches are kind of like the, your faith or your religion. And, you know, of course, the mm -hmm. tree has many branches. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it could be Christianity, it could be Catholicism, it could be any religion that you want, mm -hmm. you know, to um, that you grew up in. And, you know, those branches have little branches that stem into leaves. Mm -hmm. So that's more of like the, the denominations or the individuality that you mm -hmm. give to that branch of religion. Because, mm -hmm. for example, with Christianity, you have all these denominations, mm -hmm. you know, Wesleyan, Baptist. Mm -hmm. And um, I feel like, you know, those are very, they're, they're, they're not that different, mm -hmm. but in a way they are. Because it's, you know, a group of people just believe in certain different things that other, you know, denominations don't. Mm -hmm. um, right, for like example, certain Wesleyan don't believe in like... Divorce, right? Um, Some, one of the denominations don't believe in divorce. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I didn't know that. But um, the Wesleyan, they, the church, they don't believe in like losing yourself or that you can lose your salvation. Oh, for real? Yeah. The Wesleyans believe that you can lose it. If you stray away so much oh, that you can lose it. Oh, dang. And other churches don't. Oh, dang. Well, would it, would it really be salvation if I could lose it, though? <laughs> yeah. And, right? you know, it can it can get. <laughs> right. That would be my question. It'd be like, if I could lose it, then what? Did, then wasn't it me gaining it i was like oh okay see how my church explained it it was like you know jesus only died once so mm, i like that he didn't like die multiple times i like that so you know for example my church didn't believe that you could lose your salvation um they believed in that god chastens his children mm. so to bring him you know bring the sheep back to the flock right but i just went on a vacation i never came back <laughs> <laughs> they were like oh, i'm gonna buy a one-way ticket <laughs> and to so <laughs> We joke about that sometimes for, for those of you who don't understand. Like, we'll make jokes and stuff, and we'll be like, yeah, come to the dark side. I'm like, come back to the light side. <laughs> I was like, you were a Christian. I was like, mm. But I think, you know, a lot in, you know, that's what an example for Christianity. But, like, mm -hmm. an example for Catholicism, there is a difference sometimes. Like, for example, the Catholicism in Mexico is not the same as the Catholicism in, like, the UK. Or, mm -hmm. like, you know, um, in you know, the uh, Europe mm. Catholicism. It's very, the Roman Catholicism in like Italy is not the same mm -hmm. as the, you know, Catholicism in Brazil. Mm. And it all bases because of culture and, mm. you know, language right. and background. And, you know, mm. I like to call it lifelines. Mm -hmm. You know, we all have different paths. Mm. So that's why we, you know, kind of take this uh, umbrella of a religion like mm -hmm. Christianity or Catholicism or even paganism, mm -hmm. and we branch it off mm -hmm. into these different denominations because, you know, it's it's based on cultural, um, you know, differences um, and different paths that mm -hmm. we each take. And, you know, we find people who, who kind of agree with us and, you know, we make this little church and we call it a different denomination. Mm -hmm. So that's the example that I'm giving to you just mm -hmm. to kind of, explained that i believe that because of you know that faith that energy that mm. is in the trunk is what makes those religions true mm. so you know i believe 
that Jesus is God just as much as I believe that, you know, Allah is God or mm-hmm. Buddha is God or, you know, whatever deity that you follow. Mm-hmm. Um, you once said to me, and I, and I remember you saying that you said, uh, you said, I believe God is as powerful as as much as you're willing to let him be. Yeah. Yeah. And I still believe that. And I and I feel like it's, just, you know, it's just very important to have some type of hope, some mm-hmm. type of faith in your life. So right. I always tell people it doesn't matter what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, if it if you feel like it's calling you, if you feel at home, if you feel a sense of community, mm-hmm. you know, around that then you should, you know, follow that, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, I felt, you know, that in very inclined to like, you know, pre- just pursue different types of like, you know, because I love religion so much and mm-hmm. just to learn different types of things, you mm-hmm. know, from different religions. When you, when you have a bad day, you talked about like, you know, finding a sense of community when, since you're no longer a Christian, when you have a bad day now, as opposed to like, you know, praying and like, you know, seeking for me personally, like when I'm struggling, I'm seeking out to my sisters in the faith, my, my family in Christ. And I'm like asking for prayers and, you know, I have a community to go to. So when I have a bad day, you know, I, I know I can go into prayer and, you know, worship and, you know, reading my Bible and all that and all those stuff. So what do you, what do you do now as a, as no longer part of that? Like, what, what do you do when you have those bad days? Like, who do you go to? well actually um i do almost the same thing you do it's just it's just not just one specific thing so i um you know with the terms monotheistic and polytheistic you know polytheistic you believe in men the belief the existence of many gods and goddesses Mm -hmm. so i i identify more with a polytheistic you know Mm -hmm. label because i actually worship many gods and goddesses like medusa (laughs) She's not. A oh, she's. <laughs> I didn't know that. I just remember her because I'd be like, I, I, I can hurt some people's feelings. So I'd be like, you acting like a Medusa, and everybody remembers the girl with the snake hair. So, no, but um, I, I have a lot of like um gods and goddesses that I go to in prayer, and I actually write my own prayers. Mm-hmm. Um, and for example, with um a holy book that I go to, I, I have a Bible app. I have a torah app Mm -hmm. and i have a quran app Mm -hmm. and i have a buddha quotes because the buddhists don't actually have a holy book they have like after buddha died Mm -hmm. they made um a lot of different like books of his teachings and Mm -hmm. and the things he said Mm -hmm. and so i get a bible verse every day i get you know a verse from the torah every day i get a a verse from the quran every day Mm -hmm. i get you know a quote from buddha every day you're doing more religion than than some christians in the church that i know <laughs> like you actually open all four of those i was yeah. like yeah hom- homies be out here just dry just drink it on that sermon and i actually um in the app you can um not- uh, make the notification pop up at a certain time so i was do it at nine o'clock when we have our break at work uh, oh that's what you're doing hey i go to my car and read my bible <laughs> if you wonder what, what i'm doing or i go to the locker room and i'm just like I need some time for Jesus because I think, uh, you know, I'm not a morning person. And I'm like, Lord, I've prayed. But once I read my word, sometimes I get attacked because I'm like, oh, dang, I've been acting like that. I have. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, kind of like what you do when you feel down is like, you know, I talk to my friends, mm-hmm. you know, um, or I, you know, just do some worship. I light a candle and, you know, I pray mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, what does what does worship look like for you? Like, worship like, for me? Yeah is in my bedroom in the comfort Mm -hmm. of my bedroom Mm -hmm. and i love it because i feel like no one's judging me Mm -hmm. um i put on um i still listen to a lot of christian music that Mm -hmm. i used to 
you know, that I used to worship. Uh, Jesus music's fire. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> something about that Jesus guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And now I have like a different view from it because now I don't only think about Jesus when mm-hmm. I listen to it, you know, um, and I like to um, dance. Mm-hmm. Oh, lot. you do? Yeah. I like to dance <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Because, you know, I got in trouble for spinning around in that. <laughs> I was just like, now I can do it here and no one's going to say nothing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like physical um, movement mm. really gets gets mm. my fire going, really mm-hmm. gets me energized, really gets me like, mm-hmm. yeah, I can mm-hmm. I can deal with this. I can do this. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I've been through so much. Like, mm-hmm. I've been, I've, I've come this far. Like, you know, just keep pushing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do that. Um, I always like to, um, put some crystals out, mm-hmm. you know, some quartz, some, um, you know, rose quartz, you know, more for like loving myself. That lady on TikTok, there's an ad that keeps like a live that'll pop up and she's like selling all these, like it's shaking the crystals and she's selling them or whatever. I'm like so confused half the time. Cause I don't know what she's saying. And I'm just like, I was like, I don't know why this is in my feed, but I'm mad confused. And she was like, she was like, Oh yeah. I'm like, that's, that's, that sounds like a lot of work for me. <laughs> like she's working hard. Well, and, um, it, I also use them for meditation. I meditate a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, especially I, in a worship. Can I ask you like meditation for you? Like, you know, people, Christians meditate on God's word. And for me, it's like repeatedly remembering like, like a verse or trying to like, you know, you know, like a verse, um, uh, um, for me, I remember, I don't know why, but I think it's like Luke 14, 27. I was at work and your girl was struggling. I remember like, I was thinking about like peace, you know, cause God is peace. And it was like, my peace, I live with you. My peace, I give to you. Do not let your heart be fearful or worried. And I was just kind of like that, that like for me, that's meditation, like taking this verse and just like, and it's there. Memorizing. Yeah. yeah like memorize like that. Verses, I was like, yeah. yeah, I was like, this is so like when sometimes when I'm having a difficult day and I feel like storms are coming, like a verse and that one will come to me and be like, it'll be like, nothing's peaceful. I was like, everything at work is just terrible, even though like <laughs> it's not. <Yeah. laughs> so it's like that, that for meditation, it's like, you know, um, just being still and just kind of like. Uh, sometimes I'll listen to worship music and I'll and I'll specifically listen to the words because I think you know when you listen to music you can really get into the rhythm and you forget about the words and you kind of drown out the meaning behind it. Mm-hmm. So what is what does meditation look like for you? Meditation for me is literally meditating, like taking a time where I just lay still. Mm-hmm. And I figured that um, laying for me is way better. Some people don't like to do it because mm-hmm. it actually makes them sleepy, mm-hmm. but I um, I lay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have actually an app that helps, um, like it has like specific meditations, like a meditation for like loving somebody else Mm -hmm. or loving yourself more or calming anxiety or Mm -hmm. helping with depression. And, um, I put on that app and Mm -hmm. it has like, you know, background noise, like, you know, uh, a river or no, no. And some people, they do have trouble with that mm-hmm. because, you know, meditation is just ba- basically running still. But for me, it's like clearing my mind because mm. I'm still and I'm listening to like calming, you know, sounds of nature. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, I am I am working because I am literally if if you try to just like clear your mind and like literally mm-hmm. think of nothing else. But like um, we call it a home base in the meditation community, like mm-hmm. um, your home base could be, you know, your breath. Like, mm-hmm. like making sure that like if you breathe in one, two, three, hold two, three, mm-hmm. four, 
And then breathe out, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four. And you're constantly doing that when you're meditating. I made me nervous. I literally well, just held my breath. <laughs> some of, but some of, um, some, of, some of the meditations are like that. And like you like really like try to clear your mind. And I try to do that before I start a worship so I can, you know, kind of let go of ev- all the, the day mm. that I've been through. You know, just mm-hmm. like let go of like, you know, the stress from work mm-hmm. or like, you know, something that's giving me anxiety or stressed, you know, that gets me stressed. Mm-hmm. And so I, so I can go into my worship with a clear mind mm-hmm. and just like more focused. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I do that sometimes with crystals. Like I hold crystals in my hand mm-hmm. and, you know, just like, you know, visualize the energy flowing from the crystal through my body. Mm-hmm. Or like I do a lot of the the, um, the chakras, mm-hmm. chakra, chakra meditation. I use my third eye a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel the third eye, which is in, in, in your forehead. Mm-hmm. And I feel it in my forehead and I feel it. And I feel it go through my body, starting from my face mm-hmm. to my chest, to my arms, to my torso, to my mm-hmm. thighs, to my coughs, to my feet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm constantly doing that. Well, in the, in the 10 minutes that I'm meditating mm-hmm. and, you know, it, it really clean, cleans kind of like your, your mind from, you know, all the day that you've had. Mm-hmm. So you can get ready to be in worship. So you do this at the end of the day? Like most, every day? most of the time. Yeah. Your hair looks good, by the way, babe. I don't know if I told you that today. My what? Rar, your hair looks really good today. I just noticed that when you were fixing it, he was like putting a little hair to the side. And I was like, look at him. Look at him. Look at so cute. I even, it. even though it's just us in the podcast room. <laughs> I was like, you don't have to try so hard, babe. Well, you never try hard. So <laughs> you just, you don't even try. But <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but yeah, it's an, at, it's really fun. I enjoy it so much. And, you know, sometimes um, at the very end, I just, you know, have a meditation and just like sit there with, you know, what I what I did, what I felt, um, you know, and put some music on and just like, you know, really be thankful, mm. you know, that um, that I'm able to, you know, get through the stuff, mm-hmm. you know, some of the stuff that life throws at you, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah. Is there any before we. Before we close on out, you want to know how long we've been talking? How long? For over a little bit over an hour. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're like yeah. Well, we had a lot to talk about. Yeah, we did have a lot yeah, to talk lot about. To talk. I could see you coming back again too. Being like, I could, yeah, people being like, oh my gosh, he's great. I love him. Be like, I know, <laughs> ladies. Um, from seven a.m. to three p.m., he's taken. <laughs> All right. After that, you can have. No, him. for sure. I totally would love to come back. Yeah, yeah, I would love that. Um, is there anything that you would like to add? Anything that you that you wanted to say, but we just didn't reach today? No, I think mm-hmm. I, you know, just, you know, just mm-hmm. sharing, you know, my experience yeah. and, you know, what I'm doing now. And, you know, just like I said before, just know if you, um, faith and having hope is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you need some kind of hope. Right. Well, you guys, that was a Brian Campos. And I hope that you guys enjoyed taking a listen. I know that I very much enjoyed having him on here. So thank you guys again for just taking the time to to listen and to hear what, what we've experienced and what we've gone through. And I'm looking forward to the next person on here. Thank you again. <laughs>